Welcome back. Welcome back. To Pop Opinions. Pop Opinions. Episode 89. Just confident and right. And we're almost at 90. So exciting. Can't believe we've almost done 90 podcasts together. It's so cool. Yeah, back to back to good old August of 2020. I know. When we didn't have a name for it. We didn't. Then we played like One's Gotta Go. It's one of our first games. It was. That was a terrible first game, eh? Ah! I still think about it. Do you? Well, because you had Drew Barrymore, Kate Hudson, and... Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell. And I got rid of Drew. And I just like... I don't know. I go, still go back and forth on that. <laughs> Anyways. You know. What are you going to do? Uh, talk about stuff. Okay. Um. So today, we're going to do... Our IMC will talk about, I feel like, I know you wrote down Top Gun, but I feel like I want to do like a quick wrap up of, or not wrap up, but like just stuff we've been watching recently. Oh, okay. Yeah, like pretty, totally. Pretty briefly. And then yeah. we got our IMCs, Whiplash and Do the Right Thing. Yes. Very Miles Teller heavy episode. That's what I said. You were on a Miles Teller uh, bandwagon. See, that's that's the thing. I, I don't want to say that because I was, I'm early on the Miles Oh, no, Teller. sorry. Yeah. I didn't mean bandwagon. I meant more like you were. Um, like a kick. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you've always liked him. Totally. Yeah, no, I just was like, wow, we just watched Top Gun, which he is a main character. And then Whiplash, which he is a main character. Just a, a bit of a main character. Yeah, just a little bit. It's a little bit about him. Uh, and then we're going to do Guess That movie taglines. Yeah. Which I think when I saw a couple of them, and there's like some that are pretty obvious, like in space, no one can hear you scream. Do you know what that one is? Armageddon. <laughs> no. It's alien. Maybe this. Maybe it's not as obvious as I think. But there's there's some that really. Armageddon like. has a tagline. I was gonna do it just to just to mess with you. It's something like, oh no, I can't remember. But uh, there's a rock. There's there's this rock coming. No, it's like something about Earth being like we're almost done on Earth or something. It was really funny. So I was like, that would be really funny. But then I was like, I don't want to kill the joke too much, where people are like, we get it. You like the movie. Do you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, okay, let's just calm down with the Armageddon thing. That's probably one of the movies I'm watching soon, isn't it? Um. Oh, ready? Earth. It was fun while it lasted. Wow. That is really bad. That's that's <laughs> the thing about the taglines. As I was looking them up, some of them were just like so bad that I wanted to use them. Totally. I love it. Like who comes up with these? It's like an advertising kind of like, you know, like those kind of. There's some I don't I don't want to say it just in case you do have it on your yeah, list. Yeah, don't make fun of it. Because what if I have it? That'd be rude. <laughs> like, no. I'm not no, don't. don't. No, don't. Because there's, yeah, there's a couple. Okay, of let's talk about Top Gun. Yeah. So I was so, I love this movie. Like, I loved it. So You're just, saying the second one. The second one. Well, I love the first one, too. Because it's like nostalgic to my era. I know you, so you watched it first. And you were kind of like. It's it's a little it's it's a little more like romanticy than I was expecting. Okay, okay, that's fair. A lot of a lot of take my breath away. A lot of take my breath away. It felt like there was like two songs. The whole movie was that or Highway to the Danger Zone. Yeah, Highway. It's which like a... two great songs, but like yeah, but just like not when you're just like it's the only two songs. It right? almost it almost felt like the King of Queens bit where they had the Marvin Gaye oh. Let's Get It On. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. Felt like we just kept repeating <laughs> right. it. Yeah. No, so Jack watched it before. Before we went to the movies, he watched the first one. 
and I just happened to be there. So I was like, well, I'll just watch it again four days later. watched it, yeah, a couple of days before that. Yeah, so I was just like, I'll just watch it again because I just want to be fully immersed into it. And then we walked, well, we didn't walk over, but we could walk over to the movies and we saw Top Gun Maverick and it did not disappoint. You're nope. looking for a good popcorn movie, man. This is it. It gives you everything. And before we left, um, Rob, husband, uh, your father, was saying, like, how are they going to do it with, um, like, war? And, like, are they going to say anything? You know, he, he was like, I just, like, I don't want them to do the same thing. And I'm here to tell you, it is not the same thing. They actually come up with a pretty original idea. Yep. It is, um, but I like, I don't want to give anything away because I really think everyone should go watch it. If you like Top Gun, like if you like this kind of movie, my, what I love about it is Tom Cruise, whether you like him or not, he knows how to make a good movie. You know, like you might think like his personal life with Scientology and stuff is maybe a little bit out there for people. Um, but he is so passionate about movie making and it shows in his movies and he did not want to make the second one until there was technology that could show like what it feels like to be in the plane and what it like just he wanted the technology to catch up more more of an immersive experience because that i think was no i don't even want to say missing from the first one but that's just something where you think if they make this movie today they make it with you on the feeling like you're on the planes a lot more which they do in this one yeah not only do they like show like graphics of like this mission they have to fly Mm -hmm. they show how it how it can be done and like you're on you could tell that because they had this technology you were on the planes a lot more for sure and there are a lot more characters on planes there was a lot more guys there was a female there was a girl pilot i was like wow we have come a long way just one though just one though like don't i think there might have been two but only one that actually got like screen time like words yes Um, and I love her and I looked her up because I'm like, I have seen this girl so many times. Her name is Monica Bar Barbo Bar. It's Bar Bar and then O Bar Barbo Barbo Barbo. Okay. She was in like Chicago PD, which we watch. Uh, she was in Stumptown, which I loved. I don't know. I'm so still so sad that that show didn't make it. She was in splitting up together. Like I've seen her a lot. And so I finally was like, who is this girl? And I looked her up anyways. And that's who it is. And she was amazing. What I liked about it, it wasn't romantic, nope. romantic at all. Like there, oh, sorry, sorry. I take the back. There was one little like minor CD story that was like romantic. Yeah. Yeah. Because they bring like an old character who they only mention a name in the first one that they bring back as an actual character. Little age discrepancy, I think. But yeah, but whatever. It's, um... Yeah, no, it was it was really well done. Everything with like Goose, like even if you haven't seen the first one, you will you will understand what's going on because they do a good job of showing you actual clips from the first movie just to catch you up on him and Goose's like relationship and friendship. And um, just because it is part of the second story as well. So or this this movie. So they do a good job of you don't actually have to see the first one. I mean, I recommend it because it's pretty great. You know, you still get a beach scene. It's not volleyball. It's something else, which you'll see. Uh, I was going to say the idea they had for it was like so cool. And like because someone asked like, oh, what are they doing? And it's, oh, it's this, which is like you have to do two things at once, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. No, I thought it was a really I was really impressed with it. Miles Teller, as he's been getting more and more roles, has like 
you can see that he's being trusted with more. Yeah. Like, to me, he's like creeping into that. All right. When is this Oscar nomination coming? Right. Because yeah. he, he's been given those chances now. Yeah. And no. I, not that I think it's this movie. I think he, to me, and again, people might think this is biased because I like him. To me, he's the best part of the movie. Right. He's someone that holds some emotional distress. We're not going to say for what reason, but yeah. it's not what you would expect from the first one. He looks exactly like Goose. Yes. Like yes. watching the first one. And I just kept saying like the casting Miles is- Teller is perfect. And even Miles Teller was telling a story about how the first time he went on to screen test with Tom Cruise and he had been lightening his hair and he grew out a mustache and Tom Cruise was like in shock of like, wow, they like you look exactly like him. Because yeah. I don't think anyone's going to look at Miles Teller and go, yeah, you look like Anthony Edwards and Meg Ryan's son. Right. But you lighten the hair, you grow the mustache, you look like him and you're doing what Goose did. Yes. Yes. It just it's the perfect formula. And I'm going to say the underrated part of the movie is Glenn Powell. Who yeah, I was going to say Glenn Powell might have been. He was he's right up there with one of my favorites. I just he he kind of had the remnants of Iceman with a little more not as cocky or something something was a bit different. But I mean his name is Hangman and this was he's kind of reminds you of Iceman. Speaking of Iceman, Val Kilmer Val, Val Kilmer does make an appearance and it is it's just great. It's just, I can't even, I feel like I'm going to cry. It's just like, it was really nice to see him and stuff. He's had a really hard time personally. He's going through a lot. And so it was just nice to see him and how they honored his character. Like a lot. Like he's, you know, he is the biggest advocate for Maverick. Like yeah. he is his biggest supporter. And he is held in such a high regard yeah. that they kind of let they they have to listen to him and the way they bring back his character specifically is is great because if you get that Iceman Maverick relationship back but then you also like because of what he's gone through like he he does have difficulty speaking yeah like it does hurt and then you get those like couple couple lines of Mm -hmm. like that rivalry is still there but it's this great like friendship rivalry which is exactly they kind of that's probably the one thing they really carried over was the Miles Teller, Glenn Powell, their rivalry of like, who's the best? Yes. Yes. I, um, yeah. So dad didn't come with us. So I can't wait. Cause I was like, whenever you want to go, I will go see this with you. Now that I've, I know the movie and I know like kind of, cause there was a couple of things I was concerned about and, um, that didn't happen. And I was happy to see, you know, like there was just a couple of things I was like, I hope this doesn't happen and this doesn't happen. And now that I've seen the movie, I feel like the second time I'd be able to enjoy it more and just really get into it even more. Cause it is a pretty stressful movie. It is very stressful. Like there was actually one point where I was like, okay, this is a movie. It's like, I had to remind myself cause I was so immersed in it. So I don't know. That's all, right? Yeah, even Top Gun. and Obi Wan Kenobi too. Obi Wan Kenobi, I love it. It is like this perfect because I know a lot of people are saying, "Oh, with Star Wars, I want them to get away from this like Skywalker Jedi stuff." But the show has done a great job of look. It's Obi Wan Kenobi. It's you and McGregor. It's ten years after the events of Revenge of the Sith, so there's a lot of flashbacks, a lot of memories. He is a Jedi, but doesn't want to be anymore. Yeah, and especially like. I, I won't be specific about episode three, but it was just this perfect like cat and mouse and the relationship that Obi-Wan and Anakin had yeah. was on full display. And that little girl is on 
I, it's, it's like she's incredible. Like how old is she? Eight, nine? Like she's so young and she is what a personality and like just a tough, tough little cookie. She's really sweet to watch. I really enjoy her. Which a lot of people, she's gotten some hate for her character, which is just uncalled like, for. I don't understand why people are so angry all the time. Why are you so mad about stuff? Like, if you really don't like it, don't watch it. You don't actually, unless you are an like Robert and Eager or what, like a. And not even Bob Iger anymore. No, I was like, unless you are like someone who reviews movies, like. It doesn't matter. Like, don't like you don't have to put stuff in print. Like, I know we tell our opinions here, but we also try to stay pretty neutral. Like, we don't want to be mean. Like, I would never even if I didn't like her, I just wouldn't bring her up. You know, like, I don't understand why people are so mad. And it's also people like turn it into attack. Like, there's nothing wrong with saying you don't like a character. Like, if you don't like the job this girl's doing, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But to hate on a child she's a child or it's like even sydney sweeney's character on euphoria like she gets hate over it's a character people like it's not like why are you hating on her yeah it's you should be thanking her for doing such a great job with that that character believe her Uh, you believe her and she believes in her character like not that her like beliefs are the same as her characters but she's put herself in that mindset of I've done nothing wrong. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, it is a character, people. Yeah. Uh, Obi-Wan, anything else you want to touch mm. on? Uh, no, I think I think that's yeah. what we've been watching recently. Oh, I saw everything everywhere all at once. Uh, not for everyone. I can see it being, but I feel like the people that really will like it will really like it. Like one of those movies. It's different than any movie I've ever seen before in my life. I've seen a lot of movies, and this one is very original, very cool concept, a um, lot of deep, like, life things, but not thrown in your face, like, more really subtle. Um, I really liked it a lot. I was really into it. And yeah. I'd say we've got some good movies coming up. Yeah. No, I'm really excited. Are you going to see Nope with Jordan Peele? Uh, God, like, it, it's going to be so good. But it's just, it looks terrifying, which is, I know, a good thing for his movies. Yeah. But he's such a great filmmaker that it almost might be worth it. I don't think I would see it in the theater. Just because you want to be able to pause it maybe and plug your ears. And get scared. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's so true, right? I know. Yeah. All right. Good. Yeah. Let's get into these IMCs. Okay. Rock, Rock, paper, paper, scissors, scissors, shoot. Rock, Rock, paper, paper, scissors, scissors, shoot. shoot. I won. Um, what do you have? Whiplash? I think I'll go first. Okay. Okay. So I watched Do the Right Thing, 1989, director Spike Lee, his very first movie. Um, it is set on the hottest day of summer in Brooklyn, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Brooklyn. And the rise of the racial tensions between African-American community and the Italian business, which is Sal's famous pizzeria. Which is run by Danny Iola. I oh, I said it in my head, and then I was like, I got this. And then Ioli, Ioli, I think it is. Anyways, he R.I.P. passed away unfortunately in 2019. So him and his um, two sons, which is Pino, which is played by John Turturro, who you know, mm-hmm. I am like I love him, and he looks exactly the same which is crazy from 89. But anyways, he's the one that was in the Batman. He's just, he just plays 
He's just a good. He's a great character. He's in the Batman, like the new one. Yeah, he's like the. Oh my god! I was just about to say something. He's. Oh yeah. yeah okay. I yeah. So um, so that is one of his sons, uh, Sal's sons, and the other one is Vito. And um, Pino's like the racist, just obnoxious one, and Vito's like the nice, kind of nice kid. So Spike Lee plays the main character, Mookie, um, and he is the delivery boy for this pizza place. He's also, side note, trying to make up with his girlfriend, played by Rosie Perez, and um, yeah, and Samuel L. Jackson's in it. He is a DJ. And okay, so it starts out. It's just funny watching this movie because I was like, "Wow, this movie is so old, yet it still resonates it's, with it's the so, same." We're still dealing with the same issues. Yeah, it's nine. It it is a movie very much set in nineteen eighty nine. Like Spike Lee, like Mookie is walking around in a Jackie Robinson Dodgers jersey. Yeah. you've got Larry Bird jerseys. Wait, do you have the the Jordan scene? Like when they are mad about the Jordans. No. So one of the characters, I can't remember who it was, gets a new pair of Jordans. and oh, someone yes. wearing a Larry Bird jersey, like scuffs, scuffs them. them. And like, this is again for someone like me, I love, love my shoes. I would never get as angry as they do, but it turns into this whole, like everyone on the street is like, apologize, clean them. Yeah. And it, it, it was one of those, like almost like subtle hints to what this movie was going to be, especially to have like, I mean, not to break this down too much, but to have a white dude wearing a Larry Bird jersey yeah, yeah. to then scuff the Jordans. Like, yes, it was, it was symbolic in the way of, yeah, you're disrespecting. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that guy that was yelling is his name is Buggin' Out, you know, and it's played by Juan Carlo Esposito. And when I was looking at it, Isn't I was it like, Giancarlo, Giancarlo. Yeah. OK, Giancarlo. Like from, he's like Breaking Bad and stuff, right? Yeah. So I'm looking at this guy and I'm like, I know this guy. I know him. But when you see him younger, but there's certain things he does that I'm like, oh my God, I know him. Anyways, dad watched all of those shows and still was like, I have no idea who this is. Once I looked it up, I was like, right, that's who it is. So anyways, his name is Buggin' Out. And he's in Sal's pizzeria shop and he wants on the wall some African-American like pictures up because it is an African-American community. And then they have this Italian restaurant, which is fine, but he wants more representation. He wants to be shown respect because it's his area, his community. But Sal thinks, well, I own this restaurant and I should be able to put whatever I want on the wall. So this is what starts it, which there's obviously a lot more deep rooted you know, speaking as a white person, I'm not going to get into any of the racial stuff because I don't know what it's like, but watching the movie, I can see both sides of like, this is his establishment. It, it does a good job of not this side is right. Yeah. And even Spike Lee, I read a lot about it and he was, he had a really hard time getting this made because first of all, this is 1989. People are not ready for this kind of movie. People are barely ready for it now. Mm-hmm. So I think it's incredible that Paramount, A, did it. I guess they, well, maybe it wasn't Paramount. I'm going to back up on that. I think Paramount said, if you change the ending, 
we will make it. So I don't want to say Paramount did it. Um, but it did. It went to all the festivals. It got nominated for two Academy Awards. So it did get its accolades. And some people were obviously really open to it. Uh, Universal. Universal. So I think Paramount's the one that said, if you change the ending, we will. And Spike Lee was like, absolutely not. Because um, he that they wanted a more heartwarming ending. And he was like, that isn't realistic for this time. So he they said no. So Bugging Out wants these pictures up. And he, throughout the day, it's like a really, really, you have to picture like a really hot day. Everyone is grumpy. You know, you're grumpy when you're that hot and there's no relief, right? At one point they get the the fire hydrant going and they're, they're all playing in the water and they're trying to cool down. And, you know, so he gets a bit of a following of people. He has Smiley, who is my favorite, because he's intellectually delayed, it said, well, they said something else, but I'm like, we don't say that anymore. Nope. I think they said disabled. And I'm like, yeah, we don't say that anymore. So I just changed it. So he's intellectually delayed. And he spends this day trying to get people to buy these postcards that has Malcolm X and um, Martin Luther King on it. And that's his. But he he's so he's just so sweet. Like, I literally would have bought all of them. He's like little sweetie pie. So he has Smiley. And then he has this guy named Radio Reham. Raham, uh, Rahim, I think. Rahim, and he's the one that has the 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 um the rings. One says love, and one says hate. And he plays on a boombox. Fight the power. Now you talk about Top Gun. Yeah. Playing, take my breath away. This movie, I think it was literally the only song. Sorry, there was one more when Rosie Perez was on, but it is like fight the power is ninety percent of this movie. Yep. It's it's in the background. It's sometimes it is on the ju- in the jukebox. On the boombox. Like anyway, so he gets him. So there's like a few of them and they got a little gathering and they, they walk to the pizzeria and on the boombox they walk in and they're like, fight the power and Sal's like turn it off, starts yelling racial things at them and they won't do it. They're yelling back and then it just implodes. And it's really hard. It's like a heartbreaking to watch. But at one point I was like, I don't know if I want to watch this. But then I was like, no, you're going to put yourself through this because this was kind of based on like a bit of a true story. And let's face it, it happens all that's still happening. So I was like, no, you're going to sit. You're going to watch it because it's just you know what? It's not even it's just hard for me to see people that mad. Like, I'm just like, why are you guys so mad? But again, I am white and privileged. So I get that. Um, yeah, so I'm not going to say what happens, um, because I think it's really important. I think it's a really important movie. Like, I think it's still, it holds up. I think it is still a conversation we're still having how many years later. And it was really great. I really enjoyed it a lot. I remember when I watched it, it was kind of at that point when I was not starting to, like, I, I think I have a pretty progressive mind I want to say but that movie was just kind of like this this is how long this has been going on yeah and this is just again this is a movie from 30 yeah I guess 30 years ago and it's just as relevant then as it is today which is sad to me like it just it actually made me a bit sad because I was like I can't believe we, we haven't have progressed progressed enough mm-hmm. like okay sure people will say yes we have a little bit and they always show, they always throw out a few little things that have happened in the world, which I'm not going to say, but because I'm not going to get into that part of it. 
but I don't think it's been enough. I mean, these things that in this movie are still happening. They were still, they're still happening. So and, and happened well before it too. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. It's not like that just happened, but, um, it was a really great movie. I really liked it. I would actually watch it again now that I've s- seen it kind of through. And I like that. I like, and take more. For, I think I could, I think I could get even more out of it now that I know whatever I don't know why I thought this was like a romantic comedy or I don't know what I thought it was not what it was yeah like yeah I thought it was not a romantic comedy but like love and basketball like I thought it was gonna be more like that so I was like oh no no it's not like that uh this was Rosie Perez and Martin Lawrence's first ever movie oh yeah it was fun like picking out the people because there was also a guy who was one of the cops and he, I've seen him in like lots of things too now. So I like looking up the people and being like, oh, I know that guy. And I know that guy. And Martin Lawrence, like, I mean, you can pick him out. And Rosie Perez, I watch her on Flight Attendant. So, right? Like I've, yeah, it was fun. I like seeing that. And I love seeing people's first like movies and then seeing like how much they've improved. Because I mean, at the time, I'm sure it was like, it's, it is a classic, but I'm sure it was like, that was how they were doing films at the time and now I think he's just seeing the involvement of of Spike Lee because mm-hmm. there was a lot of like close-ups and people and I don't know like it sometimes felt a little Oliver Stone where we were like a little bit like all over the place uh not in a bad way just in yeah just observation way yeah so it was good thank you I enjoyed that a lot I think when I when we were thinking of like when we were about to finish the top 100 movies and I knew we were going to have to start coming up with ideas. It was one of the first movies I thought of because when IMC like movie challenge, I think it is a movie that really challenges you to think like, I know a lot of people will go to movies to be like, Oh, let's just, let's escape. Let's escape or whatever. But this movie just challenges you to, this is, this is what's going on. And you, we as movie watchers have to face it. Totally. Yeah, no. I'm I'm down for all of it with movies. I want to see the Top Guns. I want to see Do the Right Thing. I want to see it all. Like, I want to be challenged. I want to have popcorn movies. I want to have my comfort movies. I want to have it all, right? Of all of those, like, titles, things. Yeah. Okay. All right. You're up. My movie this week is 2014's Whiplash. That was 2014? 2014. Wow. All right. Uh, directed by Damien Chazelle, which when mm-hmm. I saw that before, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I'm yes. Not I was already excited for it because mm-hmm. it's Miles Teller and J.K. Simmons. How could you not be? But right. knowing that it's Chazelle and that, I bet this would even make La La Land that much better. Right. That like this was his second. I mean, I guess La La Land was like an actual musical. Right. When this one, so a skilled young drummer played by Miles Teller, is promoted to his school's top tier jazz band, but he must deal with his teacher played by J.K. Simmons, that uses intense methods. Mm, yeah, that's... We'll say. Yeah, yep. Might even be a light way to say it. <laughs> right. So, yeah, out, outside of them, too, there aren't really, like, two characters. major characters. No, yeah. It's pretty much just them. Uh, we get this great, and film nerd quarter goes right off the rails right away. Um, not off the rails in a bad way, but the opening shot is Miles Teller, and it's just this slow... 30 45 second zoom into him playing the drums and you can see how skilled he is and jk simmons walks in and, and he's like oh can you do this for me and like he's playing and playing and not paying attention and simmons just kind of walks out and you get this like immediate like 
this guy has power mm-hmm. and he has the power of an opinion that matters right uh so miles teller's in he's the second drums like the so there's like core and then like basically like a backup mm-hmm and he's the second drums at this other, I think they call it like NASA school band or whatever. Um, I don't think the school's, I don't know if it's real. It's Schaefer. Yeah. I don't know I don't if they know. just made it up for the yeah. movie. Um, he's second drums, but as they're practicing, J.K. Simmons walks in and he kind of tests everyone to see how they're doing. And even though he is the second drum, Simmons picks him to move up to the core, or the not the core, but to the top tier band. Mm-hmm. Um he tells him he tells him you come at 6 a.m we are like he says come to this room at 6 a.m it's like 603 he wakes up late he's like running to the room he goes in and there's no one in there and he goes and checks the schedule and it starts at nine mm-hmm. nine a.m so nice. he sits there for three hours and they do such a good job of when everyone's kind of tuning they're warming up adjusting adjusting all their instruments and stuff and as soon as jk simmons walks in which is on the dot at nine o'clock mm-hmm. silence silence some of the band stands up everyone has their head down no one looks at him it is this authoritative figure right uh when they're talking about the songs one of the one of the songs they do is whiplash mm-hmm. which obviously i turned the movie off so <laughs> that was You're the like, end. okay that's saying roll credits yep. <laughs> um but whiplash is a song um I love J.K. Simmons. So he won, I'm pretty sure he won Best Supporting Actor. Yeah, I think so. I can look it up later. Um, his, like, his head movement while listening to the music is just, like, it's one of those subtle things that maybe, I don't want to say not everyone would notice, but it's just such a good touch for, you can see him, like, feeling the music. Right. And, like, he has really invested himself in into this character. Yes, he did win. Sorry. Jump in there. Uh, so as they're playing, there's this out of tune player, mm. <laughs> and we're trying to figure out who he is. And he's going to each, you know, the tuba, not tuba. I don't know if there's a tuba, but he's going to all the different instruments, and he calls out this one like fat kid. Mm-hmm. It's important because he is like yelling stuff like, "Why is your head like your head's in a happy meal instead of being here or right. something like yeah, that?" Yeah, no, he's like downright abusive and mean, like very aggressive, and. He kicks him out and he's like, what are you still doing here? Get out. And he's like panicking, basically crying. And he leaves and he's like, uh, he wasn't out of tune. He's like, points at someone else. He's like, you were out of tune. But it was almost worse that he didn't know. Mm. Or it was worse that he didn't even know no. he was out of tune. Right. And then they go and take this like break. And again, Miles Teller is now the second, like the backup for the drummer, who the drummer's dick. He's like, adjust my kit, turn my papers. Mm. Like doesn't really say anything else to him. And then J.K. Simmons, it's just like this great, because I knew it was setting up and they're sitting out there. He's like, oh, like, uh, was your dad a musician? He's like, oh, no, he's a writer. He's like, what about your mom? Oh, she left when I was a baby. He's like, oh, so you just got to listen to the greats. You got to listen to all these like classic artists and that's who you learn from. He's like, yeah, pretty much. He's like, yeah, just like go in there, man, and relax. Like we're, we're there to have fun. And he's like this like nice, soft, like teacher. Mm-hmm. Then they go back in the room. And I just, I wrote it down because I know he's just buttering him up Mm -hmm. and he gets a chance to play. And as he goes, he's like, "Mm." and he always does this like hand thing to stop. And like everyone to the millisecond is ready to stop when he's done. Right. Because he doesn't want to hear any extra. No. And he's like, you know what? Uh, It's just not my tempo. 
So just let's let's do it again. And it's just it's going back and forth. Okay, you're rushing. Okay, you're dragging. And just back and forth and he just I don't know if it's exactly there. Oh yeah, so then he'd like start yelling at him and like, Oh, can you even count? Can you even read music? And it's like freaking out at him. And eventually Miles Teller just has like one tear come down. He's like, Oh, are you one of those one tier people? Mm. And then he's like, no. And then he just makes him start like screaming to the whole band, "I'm upset," because mm-hmm. he's crying. Right. And you could just you could see the abuse. Uh, so Miles Teller just decides, okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna practice. I'm gonna get to his tempo. And it's a great like not even montage because it's just kind of like one continuous shot of him like trying to go as fast as possible because it's for it, it, I don't know if it was more rushing or dragging, but he just has to find that tempo. Mm-hmm. Um, the music transitions are great. Well, they're kind of finish a note and get to the next scene, like pretty like swiftly. Mm-hmm. I really liked that. Um, they're at this like band, like a showcase or like a show or something, a competition, and the the main drummer gives this folder, which the folder is the most important thing. And I think it's before he has them warm up, and then they go like everyone go take a break or whatever. And he's like, if I find one more folder just laying around i'm gonna stop being so polite oh boy and he's like there's one scene where he's like you could give an r word a calculator and he's gonna try to turn the tv on with it like it's just so crass and aggressive and Mm -hmm. loud and miles teller has the folder and he goes to like get a drink or something from a vending machine that goes missing and the guy starts freaking out and they go back to jk simmons they're like listen, I gave my notebook to Miles Teller and he lost it. Mm -hmm. And he's like, well, why would you give it to him? Mm -hmm. This is your fault. Like, just go out there and play. And he's like, well, I need those visual cues. Like, if I don't have it, I'm not going to be able to play. Yeah. So he's like, well, do you know it? I think Andrew Neiman is his name, but it's Miles Teller. He's like, do you know it? He's like, yeah, I know it off by heart. So then he gets to play in the showcase, which they win. They finish first. And uh, now he becomes a core member, which he does a great job of... So they go for like their next class and they're sitting down and the main drummer is sitting there and he's like, I think it's Tanner. And he's like, uh, yeah, Tanner, we don't have time for like the backups today. It's core only. Oh boy. And like get out of his seat pretty yeah. much. And he's just, he's just in shock. Um, they go, Miles Teller goes to dinner. I'm kind of skipping over like the romance part of it. Cause like yeah, there was yeah. a girl, but like, it's not about that. It's like, it's like you got to have that C storyline. Yeah, you need to, like, throw something else in there. Like, even this one, when they're talking about, like, there's... They didn't really explain what the relationship was, but he's at this dinner with his dad and, like, some other family or friends, and they're talking about this one kid who's like, oh, I scored a 93-yard touchdown, and, oh, school record, school record, and all they care about is sports. Mm-hmm. And Miles Teller goes, like, yeah, you're playing Division three, Right. Like, Division three football. And he's like, it turns into basically, like, the, oh, you think you're better than me? Right. And he's like, no, like, he's just, they care more about sports than they do. And then everyone just, even his own dad starts attacking him of like, oh, what are you going to play at Lincoln Center? Which is like one of his dreams he wants right. to play at. Yeah. So, he's yeah. He's probably like, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> um. So then Simmons brings in Miles Teller because, I don't know, the, the other drummer, like, you thought he was just gone and then he's back at some point. But they bring in Connolly, which is miles teller's former like drumming partner with the old band right he brings him up to the to the main band and they kind of have to go back and forth just the two of them to figure out who's going to get this core spot they do reveal later kind of more it was more than just the drumming Mm. 
um then this break the breakup scene which is with the girl and he basically is just like yeah i'm not gonna have time for you and we're gonna start resenting each other and we're gonna hate each other and isn't that a tiktok sound now probably i'm breaking up with you yeah i think it is and he's just like yeah i'm gonna be too focused on drumming and i'm not gonna have enough time for you and you're gonna hate me for that and then i'm gonna hate you for that for even wanting me to stop to pay attention to you yeah so he's like let's just cut this off early right Okay, so, every, every girl's. I mean, he's being honest, but yeah. So then he goes back to to drumming because he loses his spot and he's got to earn it back. And he just goes and has this like pitcher of water, like ice water. And when he finishes drumming, he just puts his hand into it, and his hand is all bloody. And the entire like thing, like pitcher of water and ice, just turns red because of how bloody his hand oh, was. I, yeah. Um. So then, then we play drummer roulette. Mm. which is like they they have their band and they have like Connolly his old drumming partner is the the core member and they start playing this song and he's like eh, stop like you're not good enough uh Miles Teller you come in mm-hmm. and he can't do it so then they have the third drummer who was the former core member and then after a few times of none of them being able to get it he just says to everyone else he's like I'm sorry to all the musicians in here uh you can go take a minute get a coffee take a dump take an hour if you want because we have to f- figure out who this person's going to be mm-hmm. who is going to be our drummer and it is just an incredible scene and it's just so like it's like four notes and it's like nope next and he just rotates between all of them all of them are like bleeding at the hands sweating and, and it's just yeah and it's so intense and it's just the three of them trying to play this song mm-hmm and J.K. Simmons is like, nope, next. And then he progressively gets more and more mad. They do a good, they like cut to like the library. And then all it said, because I had the subtitles, it just said shouting indistinctly. <laughs> so it makes sense. And he's screaming at them. And finally, Miles Teller gets the chance, gets this like, obviously like, not nah, he doesn't say one final chance, but he gets this big chance. And you can tell he's like giving him a lot of time. And he's like, faster, faster, faster. He throws a chair at him. He's like standing and he starts hitting like a cowbell next to him <laughs> to distract him. And he just like keeps challenging and challenging. And he finishes and he's like, all right, Neiman, Miles Teller, obviously, but uh, you got the part. Right. And then, then they start doing band rehearsals. And they like, I think their rehearsal time was like nine o'clock and they didn't leave until like after two. Yeah. It just really shows you like the dedication, like when you have a dream like that, like the work that has to go into it. Right. That's what I loved about this movie. The perseverance of him. Like he, he, there are so many times in this movie he could be like, I'm done. I'm out. Yeah. And he doesn't, he just like keeps on, keeps on trucking. And they have this, uh, big performance and he's like, it's a couple hours away. So everyone like give yourselves time to get here. Miles Teller's taking the bus. The bus breaks down. He got He gets on another bus. He has to rent a car. And then he gets there and he's like, it's basically the whiniest he gets of like, no, this is my part. Like, mm. you can't do this to me. And he's like, I can't do this to you. What are you talking about? This is my part. I lent it to you. Right. And he says like, well, I also want a drummer that has his sticks. Mm. And he leaves. He left his sticks in the car, car rental place. Yeah. So he goes back and he's speeding and he's on the phone with someone. He's like, tell that motherfucker I'm coming back. All right. I'm I'm gonna I'm going to be doing this. Like I'm going. That's my part. I'm going to get it. And he gets hit by a truck, mm. like a Mack truck. Yeah. And flips him upside down. He is all bloody. He like manages to like squeeze himself out of the car, grabs his sticks, 
And the guy's like, no, 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 you can't go anywhere. Like, we have to call the police. And he's like, no, get away from me. Like, his ev- like bloody everywhere. <laughs> and he goes and, like, takes takes over the drum kit and starts playing again. Yeah. And then during the song, J.K. Simmons is like, what are you doing? And he stops and he's like, I'd just like to apologize to everyone because, like, Miles Teller is a mess. He's, like, <laughs> bleeding from head to toe, right. pretty yeah. much. And... Probably wasn't on tempo, too. Right. Maybe, uh, maybe a head injury or something. Yeah, maybe. Some uh, trauma there. <laughs> uh, so then he's like, he says to him, like, you're done. Like, you're you're not in this, like, band anymore. And Miles Teller, like, snaps and, like, tries to, like, choke him out on stage. And they have to separate mm-hmm. him. And he's, like, screaming, like, fuck you, fuck off. Like, right. Um, so then he's not. So he's done with drumming. He has like a summer job and he gets kicked out of school. I mean, obviously he attacked a teacher. Yeah. But then he kind of has this option to file a lawsuit to get to stop because then he also talked about like J.K. Simmons talked about another student he had that died in a car crash, Mm. which later you find out he actually hung himself because he was dealing with anxiety and depression that started from being at school with J.K. Simmons. So he said, so this lawyer's like, we want to make sure we can stop this from ever happening again. And J.K. Simmons is like playing at this like random show. Miles Teller shows up and they have this like heart to heart talk about music. And he's like, you know what? My band, I have this like professional band that, you know, my drummer isn't really cutting it. Can you come and play? Mm-hmm. And he's like, we're doing Whiplash, Caravan, all the stuff we've done before. So he gets there and he's like, he doesn't like practice or anything with them he just shows up on the day and he gives the speech about like this could either make or break your career Mm -hmm. this could either be your big break or this is your career down the toilet because these people don't forget right they're gonna remember what you do here and he's like all right we're gonna play this song and he says the song title that isn't whiplash or caravan Mm -hmm. and you could see this like maniacal (laughs) look of like I got you. Right. Because he walks over and he goes, I'm not stupid. I know it was you Mm. that like basically told on him and got him fired. Yes. So he just screws him over and like Miles Teller is trying to play and like the cello guys right next to him and he's like, what are you doing? Like nothing is right. So then again, he stops and goes like, oh, I'm sorry. I guess I guess it was a little too much for the percussion, a little bit too much for the drummer. So he walks off. He like hugs his dad again. He's like ready to quit, ready to be done. He's like, let's just go home. And he, he doesn't. He turns around and he marches back on stage and just starts playing. Yeah. And then he just says to the cell, like the cellist, he's like, I'll cue you in. Mm-hmm. And then he's playing, 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 playing. And J.K. Simmons is like, what are you doing? Like, And he's like, I'll cue you. And then he does this like pretty long drum solo and eventually gets the whole band into it. I don't know if J.K. Simmons then just kind of like his character just kind of accepts. Right. Him. Yeah. Because it is they talk about uh charlie parker and someone else like how his career started was like someone threw a symbol at his head and someone told him that he needs to be better like it was one of his worst performances and then like the next day he gave his greatest performance which is kind of what the ending is about yeah yeah um so they have this great camera movement between miles teller and simmons in this uh like final drum solo where they're back and forth kind of looking at each other and like then eventually jk simmons is just not egging him on but just telling him to keep going right right and keep playing um and then eventually during the drum solo the audio cuts out which is a pretty cool like Mm -hmm. touch to it where 
isn't about what you're hearing it's about like what he's doing and you could see the facial reactions and stuff and yeah it's not like a spoilery ending right right it's just kind of he plays the drums and that's the end yeah he goes on that solo and the band plays with him again yeah yeah it was it was a great movie i understand i think it could be in the conversation of like maybe not top 10 but yeah up there one of my favorite movies right oh good that's awesome it'll be interesting when we do the top 10 of of these you know how we do we Ever, take like, our 10 yeah so it'll be interesting where you put what, it this next 10 yeah so that'll be fun to see mm-hmm. it'll be definitely up there for sure yeah good good i'm glad mm-hmm. it was always one of those ones you wanted to see anyway right and so, i just like never it I know, wasn't that i never always, wanted to watch i know it, but. there's always so many movies like that where i'm like oh i've, oh, I've kind of missed that one and i don't know why i didn't watch it but yeah well, let's get to these taglines so jack and i did 10 taglines each and we are going to challenge each other we don't have a a bet or anything we don't have a bet or anything but it's just like bragging rights yeah you can best of 10 yeah you want to go first i'll go first okay all right my first one i wanted to i don't want to say start off easy but the ones okay i did try to put the harder ones towards the end okay really get your brain going all right my first one on the air and unaware on the air and unaware for some reason the first movie i thought of was like good morning vietnam that one but that do you know that movie or no it's not the one robin williams yeah because he's on the air but he's aware they're on the air on on the air and unaware oh truman show truman show nice that's a good one that That is a good one because that's exactly what it is um okay my first one is Everyone wants to be found. Everyone wants to be found. Oh, this feels like a not teenage, but like coming of age kind of movie. Am I on like the right track? It's might be a movie that was in my top ten that I talk about. Everyone wants, wants to, to be, be found. 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 I feel like. I feel like that hint really helped me. I'm going to say almost famous. No. Oh, well, I got it wrong. You, you know? did. Okay, so think of the word found. If you're if you're lost. Fa- lost. Oh, lost in translation. Yes. I did see a lot. I did see a lot of these. I was thinking, oh, I wonder if, if you'll use them. Yeah, I know. Everyone wants to be too. found. Yeah, lost in translation is a good one. That was good. All right, one nothing. Okay. I'll make a little list here. Casey, just keep shock, just in case. One. One nothing. Okay. Number two. Okay. How fast do you like it? Oh, jeez. Wow. Okay. Um, How fast do you like it? I want to say like a Fast and Furious, or is that too obvious? I, I'm not going to say too obvious, but if, the, if that is your guess, I'm going to need a specific guess. <gasps> oh, my God. You're so funny. I'm going to say... Tokyo, something Tokyo. <laughs> I don't even know. How Tokyo many? Drift. Yeah, that one. Uh, it's not that one. Okay. It is uh, too fast, too furious. Oh, okay. Which is my favorite title because it's two, 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 two. two. When it might make it four, but it is the second movie. Yeah. Too fast, too furious. How fast do you like it? I know that could go anyways. Yeah. Could be inappropriate. <laughs> could be which Cars. is exactly where I went first. Um, okay. 
I was just about to say the title and I will not. I almost did that with Truman Show. I was yeah. like, all right, for so, the Truman, Truman Show. Show. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Life is in their hands. Death is on their minds. I'm just first thought my, the first movie that came in my head was Flatliners. Oh, that's a good one. It's not. You can guess again though. Life is it's in their hands. Death is on their minds. Mm-hmm. Like the Heathers? No, that's mm-hmm. not. They wouldn't have life. I'm thinking it's got to be like someone who gives life. Mm. It's not. Life is. Well, one more time. Life. life is in their hands. Death is on their minds. Lost Boys? Ooh. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I got two guesses. Uh, 12 Angry Men. Oh, I know. Ah, Life, Life is in their hands. Yeah, I, th- I thought about that one too, literally. Yeah, that's okay, though. I thought that tagline was really great. And then I was like, well, it's one of his favorite movies, so let's get that one in there. <laughs> All right, number three. Okay. On every street, in every city, there's a nobody who wants to, who dreams of being a somebody. I'll read it one more time. Yeah, one more time. On okay. every street, in every street, in every city, every city. There's a nobody who dreams of being a somebody. I don't know why the first thing I thought of was like Tommy Boy or like an Adam Sandler movie. Is okay. okay, so no. No. Okay, well you got two guesses, so I get two guesses. I wasn't I wasn't gonna take it away from you. <laughs> um on every street in, in every, every city. city there's a nobody. There's a nobody who dreams of being a somebody. They they just dream. They just want to be somebody. Guys, they just want to be somebody. What is somebody though? <laughs> we don't need to get philosophical. Oh, okay. Um I'm going to say I don't know the name of the movie, but you can help me out here. Okay. It's the Mark Wahlberg football movie. Invincible? Sure. It's not. Okay. It's Taxi Driver. Oh, good one. Because it's a very, like, lonery movie. Yeah, it is good. We're doing good at this. Like, that we only have between us. Like, you're the only one that's gotten one right. You just got that one right. You got a point for that. Oh, you get a point if the other person gets it wrong? Yeah. Oh, okay. Don't we? I don't know. How are we doing it? I thought it was just if you get it right, you get a point. Oh, if you get it right, you get a point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's do it that way. So, yeah. One one nothing. Still one nothing then. Okay. There's something about your first piece. There's something about your first piece. I know it's not there's something about Mary. That's not my guess. But that was just the movie that popped into my head. Because right. there's something about your first piece. Piece. Piece has definitely got to be the important it is word. Very important. Uh, there's something about your first piece. Maybe a gun could be like an instrument. Um, there's something about your first piece. There's nothing like really like jumping out to me. Okay. Piece is definitely, and you haven't said it, just so you know. It's not guns or, or musical instruments. Something about your first... Wait, how is P... Like P-I-E-C-E? Yes. Okay. Yes. I would have specified, yes. Thank you. Just because uh, I don't want to... 
I do want you to get one. I know. Because they're fun. <laughs> I do want you to get one. No, but like it's fun to yeah. actually figure it out, right? There's something about your first piece. I'm just trying to think about what piece, like piece of. Piece s- of what? Someone. Piece of me. Piece of cake. Piece oh. of pie. American pie? Yes. Yeah. Good job. I like oh, how you worked through that God, one. that is that is a really good tagline. <laughs> right. <laughs> that is really good. Because it really uh, encapsulates like everything, right? So about your first time and like piece of pie. Yeah. Yeah. First time piece of pie. Yep. All right. Next one. Work sucks. That's it? That's it. Thank Just you. Work that sucks. amazing. How about... Um, Horrible bosses. Oh, good guess though. Okay, work. Work sucks. Sucks. It just sucks. Um, the biography of Casey. No. Oh okay. no. no. I haven't made that movie yet. Ah, shucks. Who okay. star? Who star you in that? Stars you in that movie? Um, Sandra Bullock. You were ready with that answer. It was. Well, she has dark hair. It's the first person I thought of with dark hair. Um. Okay. Yeah, work sucks. Work sucks. Um, see, I hate this one. I can't think of it. But um, it's hard when it doesn't even come. Like, not even one thing comes to you. Yeah, it like could you be can't so even. Because the first, the only thing I thought it was like horrible bosses. Because I'm like, they hated their jobs. But maybe it's not even they hate their jobs. I'll I'll tell you they do. Okay, they hate their job. People that hate their jobs. Like office space. Yeah. <gasps> Really? Yeah, I'm in space. Sweet. Yes. This one you're going to get. Okay. I feel it in my bones. Okay. Oh, I got that I like one, this. right? Yep. Okay, ready? Yep. One man's struggle to take it easy. One man struggled to take it easy. Hmm. I feel like... I man feel like... is loose. Okay. Let's be loose with that. It's more like to one... T- Young man's. Okay. Not young, but like. Struggle to take it easy. I see struggle to take it easy makes me think it'll be like. I'm thinking like 80s. Like, okay. You're you're nodding. Yes. It wouldn't be Breakfast Club because that's not really one man struggle. That's like the group struggle. I'll go. I think it's Ferris Bueller. It is. Ferris Bueller. It is a good one man's struggle to take it easy because i don't even think of that as ferris bueller i was thinking that as cam right because it's yeah. his struggle to take it, it is easy his struggle but it is it is a, sh- a struggle to take yeah. it easy yeah he so really when you're at baseball games and in parades <laughs> right if he had smart parents none of that would have happened ferris bueller's day at school <laughs> ferris bueller goes to school not right everyone thinks he's dying <laughs> right principal rooney's hunting him down yeah that's a good one that's good all right, another one. You're not going to like this one. Okay. Trust me. That's it? Just trust me. Thank you. God, you're... Okay. Trust me. Trust me. I want to say... I don't know why. Something like a Jason Statham movie. Like, like something like that came into my mind. Like he's got to get that person like remember the kidnapper one and he had to get the person anyways probably not right i think i do isn't it jennifer lopez no 
I don't think it's her, but he's supposed, I think he's supposed to kill the person and trust. Okay. Trust me. I got to get that out of my head. Cause I don't think that's right. Trust me. Who has to trust? It is Armageddon. No, <laughs> it is Bruce Willis Armageddon. Okay. No. Die hard. Yeah. <laughs> trust me. Just trust me. Oh my God. Like, I don't even have, like, it's just, there's so many swirling in my brain. That but it could be. Yeah, like, I mean, really, you could say that almost any, how about um, the bodyguard? No. Do you see where I'm going with it, though? I do. Okay. I think you have to think of the trust a little more, just like, literal trust. Like, as a big, major part of the movie. Not not even necessarily part of the movie, but even just the title. Cliffhanger. No. Okay. Is that the one with Chris O'Donnell? No, it's the one with Sylvester Stallone, and he's like a. They climb mountains, and then he, he drops a girl. It's really traumatic, oh actually, in the very beginning, because he's. I don't know if he says trust me, but. Okay, hit me. It's liar, liar. Oh wow! I was not in that realm at all. I was definitely thinking more like actiony. That's a good. Remember that one movie, Invention, The Invention of Lying. That was a Ricky Gervais. Jennifer Garner. That was a really funny one. Yeah, I, I took a sip from your wine right here. here. Yeah. And then she was like, oh, sorry, I was just masturbating in that. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just so funny. I it is it. such like an outrageous concept. But... Yeah. Okay. He's... Now this one here is so easy. I should have put this one in the beginning. We scare because we care. I, I did see this one oh, when okay. I was looking it up. It's Monster Sink. It is. I was like, we need Monster Sink in there. It's a cute one. It is. Was it? 3-2? Or... Two, two? Yes, three two for you. Nice. All right, this is this is a good one. Okay. Again, this is this is gonna test your brain a bit. Okay. Everyone has one special thing. Everyone has one special thing. Six cents. No, that's a. Wouldn't it be like I see dead? I guess it wouldn't be I see dead people, but not six cents. Okay. Everyone has one special thing. That special thing, I'll, I'll throw a hint that it may be inappropriate. Everyone has that one special thing. Okay. A thing that they're special at. Okay. I'm just trying to think of different ways to say I it. I know. Sex and stuff. Okay. Everyone has that one special thing. Not focus. No. Oh, um, no. Wolf of Wall Street? No. Okay. Sorry. I'm done guessing now. Okay. Uh, Boogie Nights. Ah! Yes. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. It's a good movie. Um, now I feel like you're going to get this one because <laughs> you already guessed it before. Okay. Love is in the hair. I guess this movie? Okay, maybe not. No. I don't L- think you did. Love is in the hair. Hair. Not like air? No. Like hair? Hair. Oh, there's something about Mary? Yes. Fine. Yes. Four. Four, two. I was starting out so strong. You did. You got, I think, you got two. Oh, you went two for four to start. I know. Kay. All right. This, okay. is, this is a good one. Okay. Love is a force of nature. Love is Love. a force of nature. Love is a force of nature. So you got to think like nature. nature. Yeah. Like tornadoes and stuff. Not that specifically. Okay. 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 Just like in, you're like in nature. You're in nature. Yeah. Love is a force of nature. 
Like, like think of like a great love story. That's in nature. That's in nature. Like the notebook. Not really no. nature. Well, that's really. Like I'll, I'll even be like specific, like foresty. Maybe like some inclines. Romance in the stone. I don't even know what that is. So okay, I, then I take it back. I don't accept I, it as I, a guess. That's my mul- mul- am I allowed to say mulligan? Yeah, I'll give you give you a Carrie Mulligan. Okay, thank you. Love. It's like a force, force of, of nature. nature, and they're in the forest, and they're in love, and not Moonrise Kingdom. No. no. Frig. Maybe not exactly forest. Okay. But just think in nature, and they're like traveling. Yes. And in nature, and maybe a little unconventional. Unconventional. God, I suck at this. I, my brain just like doesn't like work this fast or something. Well, I don't think it works at all, but um, because I feel like when I'm gonna hear it, I'm gonna be like, oh, you're gonna be like, that makes a lot of sense. That makes so much sense. We got actually no, I shouldn't. No, you shouldn't because you're winning and that's fair. But like, it's just like it's like maybe my hint will be it's a controversial movie because it didn't win an Oscar. Oh, something else won the Oscar that year for Best Picture, and other people think it should be this movie. Wow, that actually made my brain go blanker. <laughs> I was like, what movie was supposed to win? Not even necessarily supposed to win. But, but just, just favored and everybody loved it. And they were not like, even maybe not even that. I think it's more now people look back and say, oh, this should have won over this. Right. Yeah. And they're in nature and they're in love. But not conventional love. N- no. Not conventional, you said. They're no. I don't know. No. Blank. I'm sorry. Brokeback Mountain. Ah. I, that's why I didn't want to say unconventional, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. More. But, like, for two cowboys? For sure. They were cowboy-loving. They were. They were. I loved that movie, actually. I thought it was such a great movie. And then that's the... They were such lovers. Because it was Crash. That one. And oh. people now say it should have been Brokeback Mountain. I didn't realize that. I didn't realize Crash was the one. I don't even think if you told me Crash, I wouldn't even have known, like, that what else Brokeback. was... Yeah, I wouldn't have known what else was in that year. Um, okay. Revenge never looks so promising. Promising young woman? Yes, I know. I just made mine easy for you. I think uh, you you did the opposite of me. Mine, I think mine I got harder. I think yours have gotten easier. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's so funny. It's almost like they should have used a word that wasn't promising. I know. Where like revenge is incoming. Mm. Meg watched it. Yeah, she liked loved it. it. She loved it. And I knew she would. Yeah. Like, I know what kind of movie she's going to like. Very kick-ass movie. It's, like, the best. Like, it definitely got... I know it got nominated for stuff, but I feel like it was the best one of that year. Was that just last year? Two years ago. Yeah. Two years ago. Um, Now I'm feeling bad. No, don't feel bad. You should not feel bad because I can't think of a movie. Don't feel bad. Okay. Go for it. For three men... The Civil War wasn't hell. It was practice. For three men. The Civil War wasn't hell. It was practice. So we got three men. Apocalypse Now? No. Okay. 
So I'm I'm gonna not go specific, but I'm I'm gonna work with you here. So it's three, like it's a three-person movie. Three people that are attacking each other. Maybe not all the time, but okay. They have like they do have like a showdown. Okay. The wall. No. no. I guess it is three people. But there's not. So three independent, like, no one's working together. No. We're all fighting each other. Like, physically fighting? Like, guns? Guns a-blazing. Oh, guns a-blazing. May or may not be one of the movies we watched on that board up there. So if I just, like, turn my head a little bit. You can look at some of them and... See if I can figure it out. See if you can read the titles and think of what I'm trying to hint at. Yeah. Uh, not the born identity. No, it's, he's by himself. He is by himself. But I'm thinking like the people that are trying to get him would be. Yeah. Like, do they all have a common goal? Uh, Yeah, I think they're going after like gold or something. Oh, like there okay. is like a prize. Like Indiana Jones? Uh, right idea. Yeah, look. Gladiator? No. Well, well, I don't get the point, but I do want to... Figure out what it is. Well, kind of. Because so, like, three, three people, and they each hold a part of the title. <laughs> so, it's like, a, it's... Pretty three idiots? No. Oh, it's <laughs> like there's three people in that. Three no? though. Three though is right. That's three people. It's a three-part title. Okay. I think you should just tell me because this is. It is the good, the bad, and the ugly. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, I wouldn't have gotten that. Even if I had read it, I would have been like, "What? <laughs> no." Th- say the thing. The tagline again. Three people. For three men, the Civil War wasn't hell. It was practice. Ah. Gotcha. And they all fight each other. Yeah, they do. Okay, well, this one's hard. Okay. Too bad. Yep. In Heroes, We Trust. That could be so many movies. Mm, could be. I don't think it's a Marvel movie. I don't think it's that. I'm going to go with The Incredibles. No, but good guess. Thank you. In Heroes, We Trust. We're trusting heroes. In Heroes, We Trust. I'll tell you it's a Marvel movie because I don't I don't want like there's so many to choose from. So, so I will it doesn't tell you. really narrow it down. Yeah. In, in heroes, we trust. We trust the Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, that was good. Now. <laughs> What's my favorite movie? Black Widow. No. Oh, uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah. In heroes, we trust. I don't know. That's what it said. It's not really a good one. Right. I don't think so either. Like it's a, it's good for this game, but like as a tagline, that's. I feel like it could have been better. Yeah. I feel like there should have been some like entendre with like winter soldier type. Like, do you know what I mean? Or yeah. some kind of like nuance. Yeah. Sort of just in heroes we trust, which could have just been every Marvel Any movie. Any single Marvel movie, right? Because I was like, I would have said Civil War. Or I, I don't know, or I would have said even the first Avengers. Maybe a, a um, Captain Infinity a- War, Cap- Endgame, Cap- Captain America. Yeah. I know. All right. Second last one. Okay. The longer you wait, the harder it gets. 
I saw this one. And that's okay. There's your point. Take it. 40-year-old virgin. I love that. That, that is, is such a good tagline. Great tagline. I saw that too and I was like, that is amazing. Um I haven't seen that movie in so long, but that was a funny movie. Steve Carell is like A plus, eh? And He's that's so like good. office ish time. Yeah. Would have been like maybe right before? Or maybe right, right as it was starting? Yeah, maybe right before. Right yeah. Okay. If you knew this movie well, this tagline would give it away, but you don't know it as well as I know it. Okay. But I got the need. The need for speed. <laughs> so there's a rock. No. <laughs> Carry on. Okay, ready? Yeah. Experience it. Enjoy it. Just don't fall for it. Wow. Whatever this is, I'm already intrigued. Experience it. Enjoy it. it. Just don't, don't fall, fall for, for it. it. It's not the prestige, but like that was like, an idea that came into my head that's a good guess experience it enjoy it just don't fall for it like now you see me oh good no experience it enjoy it just don't fall for it so like someone like people are like it's not the ring that would have been a good one though Mm. experience it enjoy it just don't fall for it just don't fall fall like leaves fall off of a tree wow <laughs> the happening um experience it enjoy it just don't fall for it uh, i'm thinking like not a star is born um i feel like my brain isn't even in like the right vicinity you are when you said a star is born okay so You're it's some kind of like musical or like a musician yeah, like don't fall for the is meant as a like yeah. Like fall in love? No. No, like don't fall physically f- fall. No, not physically fall, but just like don't fall like like a facade. Yeah, like don't be don't get tricked. Don't get wrapped up in it and think it's like better than it is or That's why I'll say almost famous. It is. Yeah. Cuz it's a it's a line he says. It's one of the things that um, Philip Seymour Hoffman says, like, don't fall. For, like, they are going to mess with your mind. Don't fall for it. Like, it's a it's kind of a big part of the movie. So when I read that, I was like, almost famous. Kick him my butt. One, one, two, three, four, five, six. That's good. Good for you. So it's six. So you get to six, four. Okay. I'm happy with the three, though. I'm fine. This last one. It was fun. It's fun. This I like this. Like it, I know it, these it things. Because ch- it challenges it your It does. Like it, I, I know these things are stressful for me because I don't want dead air and stuff. But like my girlfriend told me, it's okay to have a bit of dead air because you're thinking. Yeah. And other people are trying to think, too. This last one. Okay. The mission is a man. Oh. I was like, mission impossible. <laughs> Obviously. The mission is not possible. Okay. The no. mission. Is a man. Obviously, it's always about a man. Um, <laughs> the mission is a man. Is it a romantic comedy? It is not. Oh, this is this is a <gasps> The Martian. No. Oh, very good guess though. Just because they're trying to get him. It is. It's... Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. Yay! That was really good. That was good. A good thought process. Yeah. I, as soon as I heard mission, I was like, for some reason, I went NASA. And then I was like, man, oh, it's got to be Matt Damon. I got four. You could get seven. Let's see. I think it did not get like the first three wrong. 
No, two. Oh, there's two. Yeah. This one is, this one is, it's tough. Anyways, I'll just say it and then maybe we'll work through it. Okay. Okay. No plan. No backup. No choice. Oh, I guess this born identity is the first thing that came into my mind. Okay. So right, right. Genre. Yes. Okay. No, one more time. Okay. No plan. No backup. That's the biggest one I would say. So it's someone by themselves. Or. Group by themselves. Potentially. Yeah. No choice. No choice. So there's one right option or one job they have to do. Yeah. The Italian job? No. Hmm. But close. Like, I mean, you're right in the no plan, no backup. Um, Is it the one I watched the other week? The Denzel? No. Clive Owen one? Um, no, but that's a good one. No plan, no backup. There's no backup. No, nobody's helping. The wall? Oh, no. <laughs> That's good. No plan. Is no plan, like, big in the um, movie? Or is it more no backup? No, I would say no backup is your big one there. No choice even is kind of secondary. I think the no backup is kind of the theme of this movie, that these people are on their own. They have been shunned. Shun. Or, like... Yeah, like nobody's helping you. You're on your own. Like Zero Dark Thirty? No, that's good though. No plan, no backup, no choice. You nope. haven't even said the other franchise though. Like 007? Mission Impossible? So it's one of the Mission Impossibles. So think no backup. Uh, I feel like none of them, none of them, they have backup. <laughs> This one they really don't, especially in the title tells you that they don't. Well, indirectly tells you. So, I'll say Ghost Protocol. Yes. I was thinking the first one, like when you when I said yeah. Mission Impossible, the first one was like, well, actually, I guess then it would just be him. Yeah. He had, he had no backup. He had no backup. Everyone, poor Emilio Estevez. Dead. Elevator. Dead. A lot of, a lot of death. Yeah. In about two minutes. Yeah, dead, it really was. Dead, dead. Yes. <laughs> people say that's the best one. Like, wow. I see people argue that. I should really watch it again then because it's like my one of my least. Number two has always been my least favorite. Um, But number one would be like right behind it. Yeah. I just, I feel like those movies got better. Oh, and we just saw the, the trailer, trailer for, for and, and it's not coming out until next July, which is like, that's just mean. That's a real, that's a mean teaser trailer. It is mean. Like you still, you're giving us another year. Like this should be coming out in Christmas if you're giving it to us now. So I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to give you that one. I wouldn't I, give it yeah, to Yeah. So six, four. Six, four. That's good. It's a good, it's a good tennis set. <laughs> yeah, but you won. No. <laughs> I did. That's why Congrat- it was good. Congratulations. That Thank was you. really fun. I actually really liked that one. That it was, was a, because it, it, most of them aren't that obvious. No, they're really, they're tricky. But then when you hear it, it's like, oh, yeah, that does make sense, right? Like mm-hmm. piece of pie or whatever. Yeah, like yeah. it's like. I think yeah. that's the one I was most proud of. I think that's good. I think you should be. Yours is definitely the Saving Private Ryan one. That was that great. Was, thank you. That you snapped right from the Martian to Saving Private Ryan. Because those are the only two I can think of where they have to save someone. Like those are the only Where two the mission is just to get just, a person. Just get this person. Yeah, I know. That was good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next week, you switched my movie. 
I did. So you can, you can, well, cause we've kind of, because of the Europe trip, we've kind of planned ahead. We've planned ahead. So we know exactly what we're watching and what episodes it is. So it won't be funny, funny episodes until like August when I can't guess when we're in the nineties or I start saying sixties again. We're going to, we're going to get to a hundred to be like <laughs> 44, <Four>? three. <laughs> okay. So you're watching killing them softly, which I haven't actually seen either. So I will probably try and watch it as well. And I'm watching Barry. Yeah. And it's on Netflix. Netflix. Okay. Originally, it was going to be Shot Caller with uh, the guy from Game of Thrones, Jamie Lannister. Oh, okay. But it's not on Netflix. So. Okay. We can try and get it. But we'll, now that we've put it out there, if Tyler's caught up, he might, he might be like, oh, I can get that for you. You can get that for us. Yeah. Shot Caller. I did give him a list of already a few that I have coming up for you. So I gave it to him. So hopefully he will. We'll see if he's, I don't know if he's up to date or not. He'll catch up. Eventually. All right, Casey, you got anything else? I got nothing else. All right, then besides that, we will see you next time. Bye.